And promises are easy to make, but much, much harder to deliver on. And so where do things actually stand with a $10 daycare in Ontario? And there's been a lot of um, talk over the last few months out of concern from private care centers that they wouldn't be made whole and they wouldn't be able to join this program because it would destroy their existing business model. But the uh, Toronto Star has taken some time to kind of dig into what has been going on and learns that the Ford government has had to uh, made a number of concessions for the private child care side of things, with critics arguing that this actually will threaten the national daycare plan. So when this whole thing was struck, the deal, the Trudeau government struck the deal on the premise that funding would go to the nonprofit side. But here in Ontario, 30% of our spots are actually created in the private care system. We have far more demand than we have spaces. So we literally cannot get rid of those private daycares which leaves the Ford government caught bit, a bit in the crosshairs of a deal it signed with the feds to create this public system, but it's negotiating on the side with private care that has to and will play a big part. Let me bring in Rachel Mendelson. She is one of the investigative reporters on this Toronto Star article. I thank you for joining us, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Let me start with, before I kind of dig into your background, where do things stand currently as far as, um, you know, uh, for-profit care centers signed up? Like, is it, do we have enough now to start the program? The deadline that Ontario has given to daycares to sign up to be part of the program in 2022 um, is November 1st. So, you know, we know that um, signups have increased uh, in the last sort of number of weeks, but it's too early sort of to say whether, you know, there's, there's a large enough proportion of daycares that have signed up uh, to, to meet sort of the federal targets. Um, right. So sort of it's sort of a time will tell type of thing. Yeah, if there'll be a big rush uh, kind of on the eve. I mean, over the summer, certainly private care facilities were making, you know, a lot of noise saying, hey, look, uh, we can't become part of a, a national daycare plan as is because it will destroy our business model. And so I guess what, what you've been able to dig up is that they have been meeting with the Ford government and the Ford government has actually given them, um, you know, they've given them some breaks on some of the restrictions, you know, where they won't restrict undue profits. So that that provision is gone also gone, as you found, was this list of ineligible expenditures, which would have prevented operators from using public money to finance things like their mortgage or pay executive bonuses. In other words, um, they're allowing certain things that you would not have been allowed to if the deal was signed as it was with the federal government. I think it's more correct to say that they've taken that language out of the funding guidelines. So it's a little complicated and bear with me, but for 2022, um, this is essentially a program where what the Ford government has decided to do, the way that Ontario has decided to, in agreement with the federal government, to reach um, the target of cutting average fees in the province by 50%, is saying whatever you were charging on March 27th, when the deal was signed, uh, by the end of the year, we're going to give you um, half of that amount to pass along to parents. Um, but what these funding guidelines really do is they set the stage for what happens next. And that's the transformative aspect of, of the program where, where really, you know, uh, they're going to have to, the government's really going to have to closely kind of scrutinize, you know, um, the costs and also how, how care is delivered. Um, there's a huge uh, expansion that's being planned 
um, mm-hmm. and sort of a, a recognition that these, um, you know, the fees as they were on on March 27th, I mean, were really high for a number of reasons, in part because of the lack of federal funding funding and government funding. And so right. um, it's going to be a real, you know, process of sort of um, opening the books and seeing analyzing um, the costs and saying, you know, are these, could we get these costs lower somehow? How do we lower these costs? Um, and, and so that's sort of, uh, you know, what the sticking point has been that, that, you know, for 2022, um, this is essentially, you know, a, a rebate program. What the undue profit provision would have allowed is for municipal service managers. So in Ontario, it's a little bit different and municipalities um, are the ones uh, who, who end up sort of um, really being the ones to implement on the ground, um, you know, these, uh, these sort of uh, guidelines and uh, will implement the program. And it would have allowed municipalities to go in and, and determine whether the costs, um, the profits exceeded or met sort of a reasonable amount. And there was vague kind of language around that. Um, it, it hadn't been determined, you know, what that threshold was. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, on the for-profit side, what they were, what they were saying was like, you know, we can't sign on to a deal. And what they are saying is we can't sign on to a deal that doesn't, um, really clearly define. Yeah. Well, yeah. And really clearly define how we can run our business and how we can be operational. And they, you know, they raised, they, they raised concerns about this vague sort of language, um, in, in the, uh, funding, the original funding guidelines. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame I don't blame the private um, carriers, uh, you know, for wanting to make sure that they're not going to get boxed out. I mean, they were there before this deal came about. So now we've got uh, the Ford government, which is very much going to be a, a you know a proponent of private with a um, national public care system. But we've got a federal government that has, without saying it, they don't see private care as part of this plan. So where does this fight then go? Is Ontario going to lose its funding if this um, doesn't change? Or how do you see this falling out? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what, we started this investigation to to uh, look into the changes to the funding guidelines because we had heard a lot of concerns about those changes. We wanted to know what led to the changes and what with what the implications could be. Um, and in the course of doing that reporting, you know, we took a really good look at the bilateral agreement. So this is the deal that Ottawa inked with um, Ontario um, to, you know, really bring this national daycare program to Ontario with the goal of lowering fees to an average of $10 a day in five years. And, um, you know, that deal makes very clear that um, Ontario's end of the bargain, in order to have for-profits included in this system, because, you know, in Ontario, for-profits represent uh, roughly 30% of licensed spaces. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, also Ontario's deal, unlike some other provinces, allows new for-profit spaces to be created and funded um, as part of the program, that their their, uh, proportion of the licensed spaces um, can't grow to, uh, you know, to exceed where it is now. But, you know, as we add thousands and thousands of spaces, there'll be thousands and thousands of um, for-profit space is also created. And as part of that, um, what the what this deal says is that the, the Ontario has to implement stringent cost controls, a cost control framework. And what the government um, in, in Ottawa is, um, is drawing attention to and has raised concern about in a letter to um, Education Minister Stephen Lecce is that they are concerned that these changes to the funding guidelines, dropping the provisions you talked about before, um, you know, may may run counter to those commitments 
Uh, they haven't said they do run counter. They've said that they may run counter and they want an explanation for why, you know, those changes were dropped and, and what assurances Ontario could give that they were continuing to implement cost controls. And, and as far Stay as we tuned. know, we yeah. did ask, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, no, did, we did ask, we did ask, um, uh, you know, um, Minister Lecce for an interview repeatedly. We asked um, lots of pointed questions, including, you know, have you responded to um, Minister Karina Gould, who's the federal minister responsible for childcare, have, have you responded to her letter? Um, and uh, you know they they did not uh, answer those questions. Um, they've previously uh, Lecce's office has previously told us, you know, that they consider the funding the, the freeze in, in terms of the daycare fees. You know, they were frozen on on March 27th. That that's the in their view the core component of the cost control mm-hmm. framework, and that still remains in place. But clearly, that's not the view of uh, the federal government as articulated in that letter from Minister Gould. Yeah, well, lots of politics at play. We'll see where this takes you and where the uh, investigation leads. Appreciate you filling us in. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's Rachel Mendelson, who's part of this investigative report at the Toronto Star. It is a very complex issue, but again, it's not easy to make these national programs like we're seeing in dental care and all these easy to promise, not as easy to deliver, especially when there is a lot of private care already in the mix.